Ask the Podcast Coach for November 12th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your questions answered live. I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and uh, joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. It's good to be back uh, in the office today. It's one of two more sessions we have with our high schoolers and and so in the office today. Also, a happy Veterans Day to those veterans. Yeah. Uh, that lets I know Sergeant Fred out there. Uh, Gallup did this cool little Veterans Day coin that I'm showing on screen right now. And uh, this is the first year we've done something like this. For our for my military friends, you kind of know what these coins are and what they represent and what they do. And so it was just fun to see they made a big deal about Veterans Day. In fact, I got to interview one of our veterans about making a mid-career change. And we published that internally as well uh, here at Gallup. So it's, it was a ton of fun. So it's good to be here. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, absolutely. For all those who, those that did, uh, thank you for your service. I saw a, uh, I was in Miami this week. I'll tell you about that in a bit, but uh, I saw a guy from World War II. So when you see a World War II vet, you know, they're on the, you know, they're, they're approaching the back nine, shall we say. Uh, yes. And uh, I, I stopped and I'm like, hey, buddy, like, thank you sir, for your service. And uh, he was, uh, that made his day, I think. So, cause he yeah. had, you know, so as, as you should. We thank everybody for their service. Yeah. And, and I, I, listen, I had a GS employee uh, reach out to me, worked for the NSA, said, thanks for my service. And I said, well, thanks for yours. And he goes, well, you know, I didn't put myself in harm's way. And I said, <laughs> well, you kind of did. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't limit it to that. Anyone who serves uh, their country in any form or yeah. uh, form. I mean, this is, it's for veterans, but I always appreciate the service of those. Listen, uh, we, we came off election day, right? Uh, that happened last Tuesday. We're still, we're still here, which is good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was a little, a little hesitant on that one, but for, for those individuals who serve in the way of, of representing us uh, in, in, and not everybody feels different about that, but being in government is, that's tough work. It's I'll never do it. So yeah. uh, appreciate those who serve us. Yeah. That way too. Well, speaking of services and this one probably makes you thirsty. I'm thinking, it does. I'm in the office, so we'll have to fake it, but give uh, me a pour. <laughs> <laughs> and that coffee pour is, of course, brought to you by our buddy Mark. Speaking of people that uh, you know provide a service over at podcastbranding.co, uh, if you need a new artwork, I've used him for Ask the Podcast Coach and the School of Podcasting and Podcast Rodeo Show. I know a number of the School of Podcasting have uh, used Mark for that. But what if I need a whole website? My website's just, boy, I saw a website. I'm not going to throw it under the bus, but wow, it, it brought back memories of like bad MySpace pages. The only thing missing was like blinking GIFs or something like that. And if that's you, like, yeah, I just need to, to get a whole new website. Mark can do that. Anything that you need to really make you look good. Because the beautiful thing about Mark is he's a podcaster. He gets the whole podcasting space and he really gives you like one-on-one service. He's going to work with you to understand what your brand is and then give you what you need so that the podcast, the website, everything has this great synonymous. Is that even a word? Everything is in synchronicity. There we go. Your brand. Check him out. Podcastbranding.co.
Big thanks to uh, Dan Lefebvre over there based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. Two new episodes that he's recently released that sound really interesting. Pirates of the Caribbean, who's not a fan of that. And so how much of that is based on a true story? And then uh, being the Ricardos, which uh, an interesting mm. story about Lucille Ball, right? That So how much of that? And that's current. I mean, that's current time. That's stuff we can remember. Yeah, And to ch- check those out based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And I notice uh, we're using StreamYard to do this, that I now have a recording tab. Yeah, it's new. And I'm not sure what that. Do- oh, it's uploading the record. Ooh. Oh, are they doing the whole thing where it's recording locally and uploading it? Oh. I, have to ch- I have to check that out. But uh, that's the first time I've noticed that. I mean, I was, I think I did a podcast this week and I didn't see it. So that must've just appeared. That was me. I was like, Hey, that wasn't there before. Um, Hey, you know, we haven't done one of these in in a while, but uh, I've got two. It's a twin spin. And now it's time for a power rant. (laughs) I woke up this morning and had not one, but two of my favorite pet peeves. And the first one is if you have a, a service you're talking about. So let's say it's it's Shemalik, like spelled C H M O L, whatever it is. It's a weird, no ease kind of internet name. If you don't spell it, and then more importantly, don't put a link to it in the show notes. Ah, because you got me really hot and bothered about it. It's like that sounds really cool. I want to play with and I was like, ah, so that drove me nuts. Then I'm doing a podcast. Or an episode. I want to do an episode on podcasters that use an email list and how they're using it because we all kind of know email rocks. It's the number one marketing, blah, blah, blah. So I went to an email guru, went to his to uh their website, and there's no contact page. And I was I was this close to going into their email to get an email list, and I was just like I, these people that are like, and I, the only thing I can think of, cause this is one of those shows I listen to and then I kind of take a break and then I go back and I go in and I was like, I wonder if they have contact information at the end of their episode and they're saying it. So I need to listen to one, but uh, you know, to me, one of the things, there are two things that should be on your website. Uh, one contact, don't get cute and be like, you know, let's uh, have coffee or what? No, make it contact. And then the other one should be an about page. And they had an about page, which was really good, but they had no contact. And then I also have seen people put the contact button at the very bottom of the page in very small print that there was zero way to contact them. And I was like, but I want to have you on my show. So those are two things that were, were driving yeah, me nuts. Get, today. get those in your about right up top. Why would you not have your email contact? Is there a reason you wouldn't put that out there? I mean, I, I don't know. I really I, I, don't. Yeah, I why wouldn't you just have it, your name right below it, your email address? I think that's the I, I have it on my about page that way, mostly because we talk about it and I don't want to be a hypocrite. But, um, you know, it, it is one of those things. Why would you leave it off? And if you're worried about people contacting you, put a contact form yeah. on your page at least and make it findable. Like, <laughs> you know, people well, I think we hear from podcasters all the time, like, I want more audience engagement. Well, then make it easy for your audience to engage with you. Right. Don't. Don't hide things. Don't don't get so concerned uh, uh, about other things that you miss those ways for them to get in touch with you. And then I'm bad at this is when they do contact you, like be nice to them. I mean, I'm nice. To them, right. Don't get me wrong. 
but but sometimes don't make them feel like it was an inconvenience that they sent you an email like <laughs> you've been begging for it don't uh, don't make them feel like they don't make them feel bad for doing that we we have a suggestion here in the uh the chat room where it asks the podcastcoach.com slash live and great minds think alike uh Stephen says could you kindly notice the word kindly schedule a live stream like the day before it would make it easier to set and uh set a reminder and what i want to start doing is as i'm wrapping things up in streamyard uh you know like today is i want to schedule the next one i should just do that yeah. while i'm there yeah. like you yeah. know get everything i need out of the current one and schedule the next one so that is a, um, a maybe great. in your checklist like in your in your post production checklist the last thing you do is go now schedule now okay let's let's talk about this for a second though so if I'm a subscriber to you on YouTube to that channel and you book it a week early that thing's going to show up on my on my dashboard as available for the whole week like it's going to mm. it'll be like oh day's coming notify me so you have to be you kind of have to make this decision with YouTube if you're going to do that to how long do you want that notification out there? I mean, if if you're okay with it showing up on somebody's dashboard a week ahead of time, by all means, do yeah. it. Maybe do it um, on like Wednesday or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We do a couple days before I for Gallup, like on Thursday or Friday, the week before the, the webcasts, I'll go out and schedule all the, uh, all the stream art. Now, if anybody's subscribed to me, to our live channel and I do five because sometimes we do five episodes a week, they're going to get five notification reminders on there. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. I mean, it's not just as simple as thinking like, Oh yeah, I could book these out a month in advance. Mm. Well, you can. (laughs) I don't know if you should. I mean, just think through the, the end user experience and for the, I don't know how many subscribers you have Dave to your your Uh, YouTube channel. It's, it's, it's up there. It's not a ton, but it's, it's, um, I think I'm approaching 3000, something like that. Um, so yeah, I, maybe yeah. we just go with the original suggestion, do it the day before, you know, and that, yeah, I, I, I think, or a couple days before I, you know, I don't know. I started doing it and I didn't get any feedback. I didn't get any negative feedback a couple days. I think whatever works, you got to put it in a yeah. system, Dave, that reminds you, right. I have a to do, you know, I use Microsoft to do, to track everything. And on Thursdays, I get a reminder that says schedule things on StreamYard yeah. so that I don't, I don't forget. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the recording in here in StreamYard. Yeah. Uh, and we got a question. I'm trying the roadcaster is not being my friend right now. Here we go. Um, StreamYard or Riverside. I am starting a podcast with two other hosts. Don't need video, but audio only. Although it's good to have video during the recording, um, I would go Squadcast. Um, I think it's cheaper. Uh, but look at stream. I am not. Here's the thing. I know some people that use Riverside and have never had a problem with it. Um, from feedback from people at the School of Podcasting, and I've I don't have enough confidence to try Riverside because I've tried it twice. And well, we did the the one time wasn't fair. We used their streaming service here on ask the podcast coach and that's really not their their cup of tea and that was just flat out horrible with people going whatever you're doing don't do it again uh, <laughs> it was terrible yeah. it was not great yeah but, I remember that. but i've not had from a guest side not great experiences with riverside and here's what's interesting is they got 
I forget how many millions of dollars they got a grant or some sort of VC money. So they're advertising everywhere. And I get that. That's what you're supposed to do. But I don't hate them. I just, I've heard enough. Same thing with Boomcaster. I know two people. That's a new kind of, you know, uh, entry into this space. And I know a couple people that have tried it and both have said, yeah, uh, not quite ready for prime time yet, which is always, it's it's kind of a catch-22. On one hand, you know, we've got people that are coming in, new media hosts. And I was like, really? Like, what are you doing differently that, you know, uh, Captivate and Libsyn and Buzzsprout and Podbean? Like, really? We need another media host? But, you know, if they're doing something different, um, but it's always interesting then to, you know, put your, because you think about it, Riverside, Squadcast, all these, that's that's an important cog of, of your wheel here because you don't want to be losing interviews. So uh, I have used StreamYard for when we do um, the podcast review show because that's usually me, Eric, and somebody else. And you can get separate audio tracks on, uh, I think I'm on the pro plan for StreamYard. So, but, and as I always say, this is almost like one of those things, like I'm not a lawyer, but I, and so it doesn't matter what it is, always have a backup recording. So for me, that's either a Zoom pod track before or the Roadcaster or something, because inevitably one of those technology pieces, Jim, when you do, um, your show, you always have a, a co-host or guest or things like that. What are you using? Mm-hmm. StreamYard for everything. Yeah, I just, in fact, we just paid the, it's like, why, why is my credit card bill like, <laughs> a little higher? And then I realized, oh yeah, I just paid the the annual. We, we're on the paid. Um, and, and we use on StreamYard, we use the user seat. So I have five mm. user seats available. I think on the $20 plan or, or I'm grandfathered on the $10 plan for home gadget geeks, but cause I have two, so I don't, use my work account for my personal stuff. So I have a, a $10 account on StreamYard, which removed that logo or changed the logo up in the corner. And and uh, and I think you get an additional user with that. We bought five user seats on, uh, and it's not terribly expensive, 120 bucks or something for the year to, to get five additional seats. We had enough folks in our organization using it it it's super popular inside the organization to do interviews. So when folks are doing interviews for other things, they'll jump into StreamYard and get it done. So it's been a great it's been a great tool for us. We we really like it. Yeah, and actually, Sheila uh, Hershberger. Hey, look, Sheila's calling. Uh, oh, hey, hi, Sheila. Yeah, well, we're not going to pull her on the air. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and actually, now we have a, a better choice. We have. Uh, um, he meant Squadcast versus StreamYard. Oh. Now that's yeah. a tough one. Um, because if you go video on Squadcast, it's going to be more expensive than StreamYard. But StreamYard now, if they're doing this whole record locally thing, eh, you know, those are my top two. I Do usually, we know that's what it is? Do we know? We don't sure know. That? It just okay. looks like it. Yeah. Um, but I, I've used Squadcast forever. And actually both of these... I've never really, I think I've had probably one weird issue with StreamYard and that was years ago. And same thing, I had a weird issue with Squadcast in the really early days. So I don't think either one is is bad. The nice thing about Squadcast is you do have, even if you're not recording it, you do have video, which I really do think helps, you know, unless you have somebody with really serious bandwidth issues, it helps the communication because you can actually tell when somebody's done talking and you can kind of jump in and things like that. So I don't think there's a bad choice between those two. So in terms of uh, worrying about it, but even with that, I mean, I've, I had zoom 
I mean, how reliable is Zoom? And I had Zoom eat a call once, and that was about oh, a yeah. month ago. So I always just tell people it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter what you're using. Um, if you're doing some sort of remote recording, have a second recording going because the it just something's going to get eaten eventually. Usually, um, I, I for a while I was using the every 400 episodes you will have a technical issue that's a real pain in the butt because it was Mark Marin. I think it was somewhere like episode 396, and he was interviewing somebody and his H6, um, and he was doing something where he wasn't recording it into the computer. He was just recording into an H6. I talked to somebody in an event this week that was or actually a member of the School of Podcasting, and they used to be a uh, wedding photographer. And you imagine the stress of that, and she explained how she just had a card go bad. And she just said it was weird because all of the pictures only had the bottom half of the picture. So you had every pictures of everybody's pants. <laughs> I was like, that's gotta be so weird. So, <laughs> so we're, cause we're talking about the lovely call of shame that you have to do when right, something go right. bad. And she said, yeah, yeah, that was, that was up there where, uh, you know, you just hate to do it. So it's tricky. Um, that's interesting. I'm looking at the wisdom app and my picture has gone away for some reason. Oh, we have, we have four people listening. If you, uh, if you want to come up on stage, feel free to. And I'm not blinking anymore. And we're looking for for wisdom, folks. We're looking for questions. Well, what's uh, weird is I'm not blinking. So it's, it's almost. Oh, you know what I did? I muted the microphone. There we go. Hey, oh, I'm, are, so are we back? We're back. We're, we're back. Hey, so, so to the four people <laughs> listening on wisdom, if you want to uh, ask a question, feel free to uh, just click the little plus sign under my name and we'll bring it up on uh, stage, for lack of a better phrase, and uh, have you uh, ask it that way. So. It's always uh, fun. So speaking of of fun, um, I've heard a couple people on their show. What is up with the roadcaster? There's, you have to click on the. I'm trying to put a a marker so I I can look at the right. and right. know that we switched kind of topics. But I've heard a few podcasters, and I think part of it might be the fact that we're coming up on the holidays, and we all know we're going to get a little busier and things like that. But I'm I'm starting to hear a few podcasters, and especially those that have been doing it a while, getting a little crispy, like where they're just kind of like, like I heard Elsie on the feed mm, say yeah, that when you, yeah. you know, when you do podcasting for your job, and then it's your hobby, and then you're a coach, and then you're this and that, and she kind of said she's past the, the, she's gone past the line where like podcasting is starting to feel like a job. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting because I don't really, I, I don't want to say I've never felt that way, but there, there have been times when I'm tired and I'm cranky, but I always have fun doing it. But there have been times, this show especially is one where I've, we've talked about how we just can't answer the question. What's the best microphone under a hundred bucks? Cause it's the Samson Q2U. Um, but we've answered that 500 times. So if we have the same people showing up every Saturday, how do we keep it entertaining? Yeah. Yeah, and whole nine yards. And I, um, Jim, have you ever felt that way with like how many episodes of Home Gadget Geeks do you have? Five fifty, five fifty two, five fifty two this week. Yeah, y- yeah. And and I, I I'm in the midst of funny you ask. I mean, I'm in the midst of that right now. Thinking like, uh, you know, I lost a co-host back at the beginning That's of the right. year. I kind of gone solo with it. I I thought maybe I could fill in with just interviews. I love doing interviews. It's my favorite thing to do at Gallup. Uh, it's all I do at Gallup I, uh, is interview people. Um, 
and, and I like that style, but I felt it's it's been for me personally now. It's just been a, been a little empty. I've walked. I don't walk away from those interviews thinking, oh, man, I can't wait for next week. Mm. You know, you're kind of like, uh, that was okay. I mean, it was in, listen, I had Dave Hamilton from Mackie Gab on this last Thursday. Fantastic interview. Like, I just really enjoyed my time with him. And I got off and I thought, this is great. But I still, I still kind of miss a regular, like you and I, bouncing things off each other and laughing. And we have a history so we can, we can you know, we can say things and you don't, I don't have to wait for you to get it. There's generally not too many awkward moments because we know each other so well. Right. And so I, I just, I, last night I just went out with my wife and we just had a long conversation about like, Hey, what do I, what do I do to, to get back on track with it? And I think that, by the way, I think that's healthy. Like, and it doesn't need to go on forever. You know, I don't, I don't know. Right. Ooh. Is that, could I, it's there's sometimes I've said to myself, I just should sunset this thing, but immediately that's followed with regret. <laughs> like every time I say that I go, Oh, but I don't want to, you know? Well, that's, so it's just a matter of like, okay, I don't want to quit. Yeah. So then what can I do? Cause you're, you're experiencing something that killed one of my, my shows that I did, which is when it's too hard to find content, like, or you know, like in right. your case to find a guest and because man, finding a guest on a weekly basis, mm. that, that can be tough. Guest scheduling. Yeah. Guest scheduling that way. Although I don't think that's all of it. I think what I miss on Thursdays is what you and I have here and what I had with Mike Weger before in mm. chatting with my wife about this kind of helped bring that out was I really miss his uh, perspective, his, the things he did, he would bring up the uh, better stuff in me. You know, he'd be interested, like you are, he'd be interested in my story from time to time. It wasn't just me asking him his story. Mm. He'd be interested in mine. And so we had this banter, this chemistry, so to speak, back and forth. I kind of miss it, you know? And so find it. You just don't find that. I don't know if you if you can interview for that. I don't know. You know, Yeah. I think it's one of those magical moments that sometimes happen with a co-host. And, uh, and I kind of miss it a little bit. Well, and what's tricky is... My, the the knee jerk reaction that I was thinking was like, well, maybe you should just put it out to your audience, like, hey, yeah, we're looking for a new co-host. But that then means, you know, let's say you get four people, you're yeah. going to disappoint seventy five percent of Correct. the the people that love the show so much they'd love to be a yeah. co-host. So like, it's yeah. almost yeah. like asking, hey, how many people can I lose from my audience? Because I'm only going to keep <laughs> one. You know, it's like, you know, it's it is it's a danger of asking in yeah. that and and. It, I like the act of podcasting more than I like the result. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I come on Saturdays, not because you and I, this gets published. Right. I come because we get to have a real time conversation, you and me, and then we get to interact with the chat. And I love that. I mean, that's why I keep doing this. Um, you know, I plan my life around. I do it. I, I, I do this forever. Like, this is awesome. This is Saturday morning radio for, for us. Right. So I'm missing that on Home Gadget Geeks a little bit, and I'm having a hard time getting it back. The irony of it is the work has never been better. So like I, at work, I, it's rocking and rolling there. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm just Thursday nights are a little confusing for, for me at this point. I just I need to get back on track. Well, that brings up kind of a, a, a tangent, but not really, is I was at – a, an event this week. I spoke at the healthcare internet conference 
which was this huge conference. It was so weird though, because this was a conference that's happened 20, this is like their 26th year and they've been away for three years. So I was very much like showing up at summer camp and everybody knew everybody. And I was not only the new kid on the block, Oh yeah, I don't work at a hospital. So right. it was really interesting because number one, I had to really practice genuine listening two things when I had no idea what they were talking about and I couldn't jump into any com. Oh, I shouldn't say any conversations, but it was interesting because on Tuesday things went political and I was like, Oh, this, this is an interesting place to go in a public setting. Let's, let's talk politics, shall we? Uh, so that was definitely different. But one of the things, cause it, there was a little bit about marketing there. One of them was about email and I wanted to, uh, kind of, um, double down a bit on my email efforts, but there is, I was kind of joke about this is like, Hey, I'm a teacher, not a marketer. And so is it better, Jim? Cause you're, you know, captain strengths finder. When yeah. you, when you figure out what your strengths are, is it better to just play to your strengths or do you try to take those things that you're not as good at? Cause the educator in me says, well, I just need to learn how to do things better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it better to work on your weaknesses or just double down on your strengths? Well, I think, I mean, we would say, and it's simplistically speaking, it's right. always better to focus on your strengths, right? That's not always possible, right? You may be in a situation, a work situation or whatever, where you've got to perform at some level. There's things you're required to do because it's what your employer pays you to do that you can't just be like, yep, no, I'm not good at it. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, so... There's some things now, there's some strategies that you can take to kind of, you know, help with that. It, but it's always a process, right? When when things get when off and on or, or um, you know, yes or no, that never works very well. We, it, you got to kind of think through it from a, a perspective of what's the best combination of things that might work for me. So, yeah, Dave, I would always say, I would always tell people, and this is kind of this, the, as I'm thinking of this Home Gadget Geeks kind of retooling. I'm I'm thinking to myself, what do I do best? And then how do I continue to do that in a way on that show that continues to take advantage of that? So yeah, I, that, I would say focus on those things you're best at. You're best at. Yeah, Randy says do both, um, you know, mitigate weaknesses so they don't get yeah. in your way. Yeah. Yep. No, right on. And then figure out how to get them taken care of, you know, have somebody else do them, <laughs> uh, buy them away, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, get a contractor, whatever, oh, right? Man, you know. in the health industry, they they don't because they're busy like you know saving lives and stuff. They outsource everything. That was uh, kind of like there is no. There was one. Uh, there was one session on marketing with TikTok, and this large uh, Houston-based hospital has their own marketing department, and they spent months doing hundreds of videos, close to probably a thousand. They said they had a twenty percent success rate. And the thing that got me is they could tie no ROI at all to TikTok. Mm. And I was like, huh, yeah. why are we doing TikTok again? I'm like, because it's yeah. growing. And I was like, yeah. it really made me stop and go, hmm, let me think well, about that. Well, Dave, though, sometimes you have to take a risk on some things, right. like in those areas, right, where it's it's not proven out. You got to take a risk yeah, and, and give it a try. Um Coach Dave says he agrees with you can always build a team to balance and optimize your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, so yeah, there we go. Well, um, Uncle Marv is on deck, but before we get to Uncle Marv, I do want to do this right now. Uh, yeah, we do have, the way. yeah, we, um, we're not going to use Alexa because I realized 
or I didn't realize this show is equipped for value for value. Uh, so if you're using one of those new apps at uh, newpodcastapps.com, you can actually stream crypto to the show. And I want to thank Scott over at talkingbeards.com. And I'm not making that up. That's an actual show. Both me and Jim could be actual listeners to that. Uh, it's all about beard oil and be- there's actual professional beard competitions, if you didn't know that. So I want to give a shout out to Scott because he's been boosting us and all sorts of stuff. And I, I use Albi and there's this new dashboard called Saturn. And I can go in and see what episodes brought in the most crypto uh, and I can see boostograms. And, and so Scott sent me a boostogram and he had his website in there. So thanks, Scott for that. So, and and this would be a great time to boost the show. Um, if you need a website, uh, ask the podcast coach runs on pod page and you can try pod page by going to trypodpage.com. You can actually use it for free for a bit. And then, uh, when you decide you like it, you put in your credit card and forward your domain and you are good to go. If you need more Jim Collison, uh, then, you know, who doesn't go over to the average guy.tv uh, and check out Home Gadget Geeks. If you're ready to start a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting, now with unlimited one-on-one consulting. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, check us out, askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And we thank all our awesome supporters for that. But, uh, you know, all the stuff we talk about, when you're when you're trying to boost your weaknesses, when you're, you know, been doing a show a long time, all that stuff can kind of lead to, you know, making things a little harder, which can lead to burnout. So the one and only Uncle Marv has joined us. So uh, I understand you have some insights into this topic as well. I, I don't know if I call it insights, but I have experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am like Jim. So I, my podcast is in the tech. Well, my main podcast, I have two, but the main podcast is in the tech space. It's called the IT Business Podcast. That's not the original name. The original podcast was one that I took over back in 2016, and I did that for five years, and it worked for a small niche audience, and I was getting kind of burnt out with that audience, not the topics, but just the the format that we were doing just over and over, and it was just text talking to each other, so I rebranded this year to the IT Business Podcast and said, I'm going to open up the floodgates and do whatever I can and I did poll some listeners. And first of all, they're always like, oh, love what you do. Just, right. you know, just take a little bit. Really. So I found out those, those may not be the people to ask. So not, was, not helpful generally. Yeah. Thanks mom. <laughs> yeah. So I found some fringe people that like, well, yeah, we'd like to hear some other stuff. So I started going out and adding different segments to the show. I found different guests that were kind of outside our zone. And the things that I wanted to bring up is it's technically the same show, just a different flavor. And I've added segments like the big thing that I added that I didn't think would be a hit is a Florida man segment where, you know, I bring up Florida man stories and I started challenging the guests that would come on to find a story in your neighborhood Mm. that could beat a Florida man story. And they were like, cool. And people started, you know, you know, rushing to do that. And listeners would start sending me Florida man stories on my social media. So I got engagement that way. But what I wanted to also say is I went out and and found two guests, not completely in our wheelhouse. One guest is now 
very active as a guest, very active in our community, and has gone out and found other guests nice. to bring onto the show and other topics to bring in. So she's helping to, you know, format my content for me. And then a story just last week, I just finished up a two-part podcast with, again, somebody that's not in our regular circle. But when I asked her after the second podcast, did this bring you any value? And we talked for 30 minutes about how she loved it and Hmm. how I had done such a different job of interviewing her than all of her other podcasts. Because she's been on, I'd probably say 50 plus podcasts as a guest. And she said, by far, this was the best. And she talked about what I did. I don't want to get into that. But what hit me is her partner listened to that podcast. And she said, first of all, he hates half the podcast that I'm on. And he listened to this one all the way through. And he cried at the end because of what you were able to get me to talk about. I said, oh, that that hit somewhere that I wasn't expecting. So, you know, I would just say if you're at that spot, you've got to be, you guys mentioned earlier, you know, find a way to get out of your regular wheelhouse and stretch. And, you know, I'm invigorated now to do this at least a couple more years. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Marv, it's good advice. I mean, you've been you've been a little part of the journey. I've had you on a couple times on the show since I've lost Uyghur. and and um, and so you've been on that journey. You're a listener of Home Gadget Geeks as well, and so it, it's and I'm trying different things, right? It's it's been thinking through. I man, I have never thought this much about a decision like something like this in my life. Uh, you know, usually I'm a I'm a quick activator. I just go, you know and do stuff. But, but I, I, I've been really thinking through this process and trying to figure out what do I, what do I want to do? Just not necessarily walking away as happy as I want to be like that fulfillment, you know, you get it right. You, you do something like, Oh man, that felt really good. And I'm kind of fulfilled on that thing. I've done some great interviews, including the one I did on Thursday. It was maybe the one of the best ones I've done in a while. Um, but I walked away going, yeah, no, that's still not it. That's still hmm. not it. Right. You know, I I would tell you guys and both of you. So part of my rebranding and my rethinking was listening to other podcasts. So this was not a show Uh, that I paid attention to before last year. Jim, your show was one I just started listening to. And that helped me to now, you know, offer to be a guest on your your show, have you on my show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aaron, by the way, has committed to being on my Black Friday preview. So good. Good. I mean, it's it's a journey, like you said, and yeah. sometimes you yeah. just got to be willing to take that left turn. Yeah. Do you remember how you found Jim? You said you just started um, listening to him. Well, I found Jim through here. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> How'd you find us? Mark? Yeah. So I did uh, at the end of last year when I wanted to rebrand. I didn't know I wanted to rebrand, but I knew I wanted something different. So I did finally start looking for other shows on how to podcast, how to grow your podcast. And I've, and I've got probably 10 podcasts that I've, you know, come across. Um, and I just started, you know, listening. And my perspective was, I'll just figure out how to be a better podcaster. I thought that was the way to do it. Hmm. So that's how I got here. Yeah, that's how you came in here. Do you feel like uh, on your show, you're authentic now or more authentic with the brand change that you made as a host? Do you feel more or less authentic 
than you did before. Talk a little bit about that feeling or, and maybe maybe not at all, but talk about that. So let me ask how to, how to clarify that because yeah. are you talking about authentic as me as a person when I talk to people or authentic yeah. in what the show represents? Oh, that's a great question. I, I was thinking more along the lines of you, how you feel about doing the show. When you get done, you feel like, yeah, this is the real me. I'm not having to, I'm not putting on an act here or I'm not, I'm not asking myself to do something I'm not. Oh, uh, okay. So I'll be honest. I don't think that that's really changed for me okay. in terms of me feeling like I'm authentic. I've pretty much always been open and honest with my listeners, uh, pretty transparent about when things are going good, things are going bad, what I like in the industry, what I don't like. I think what's come across to the guest is that I do a lot more research about them before I have them on the show. And they appreciate that a lot. They do. I can definitely jump on that. I was listening. There's a guy that James Cridlin mentioned. I have it in my notes that went on, like he tried to get his, as many interviews as he could. And then he's now kind of reporting on the takeaways. And he said, the one thing like hands down is lack of prep. Like people like I'm on my show, but maybe you had some guest booker that said, here, your next guest is Jim Collison. You're like, great. Okay. So Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Cause I don't really know who you are kind of thing. And it's like, ugh. so I, I want to track whoever that guy is down and uh, see if I can't pull more stuff out of it. Cause that's, I mean, if you listen to the Jordan Harbinger show, he reads every book of every author and you'll hear many times on his show where are like, Wow, you actually read the book, and because most people don't, and it's like mm, you can ask so much better questions if you've actually read the book or you know done a little bit of research. So, confessions of a podcaster here: I don't <laughs> do a lot of research <laughs> on my guests. Well, but but hold on, while I'm, while I'm thinking about it, though, the the strength in what I do is relationships, not necessarily mm. re- inter- not necessarily research. Not a great researcher, Dave. You and I work well together because we've known each other for so long. Uyghur, I've known him so long. Marv, you've been on my show a couple times. I've gotten to know you. Each time you come on, it's a little bit better because there's history there. And so I'm kind of wondering, you know, again, for me, the, the, the value, the longer I get to know someone, the better I am with them in the interview because I'm doing the research live, basically. So, but Jim, uh, I can tell you yeah. one thing you do well, Jim, is that one, you like the content of your shows. So there's an interest level there where I think a lot of podcasters, they just have on guests and one, they don't have a clue what the topic is. They don't really care what the topic is. They just want the guest and the content. And you can you can tell that when you do interviews, even the ones that I, I don't have a clue on some of the stuff you guys talk about, but I can tell you're interested and yeah. those questions are coming. You know, those are real questions. They're not some that, you just, you know, scribbled a few minutes before the show. Yeah, comes comes from interest. Hey, this is live coach. I just put this in chat. This is live coaching going on right now on Ask the <laughs> Podcast Coach. Like the coach is getting coached. So this is, no, this helpful conversation, I think, is, is people are thinking through why they're doing what they're doing. I think this is a super helpful conversation. I'm having this conversation not only with you guys, but I, and I mentioned I had it with my wife last night. And anybody who will listen to me, all my friends at work, I'm like, hey, can I talk through this with you? What ideas do you have? So uh, thanks, guys. I, I'm, I'm finding this very helpful. Dave, any, anything you want to add to that? No, it's 
it, I, I know exactly how you feel because being in, in bands, um, we had a drummer that was just amazing because drums are weird. You have some people that want to be the guy from Metallica and you go, yeah, um, we're a blues band. Like we don't really need the double bass. You know, it's like you're, you're playing hoochie coochie man. It's like, like we, we don't really need that. And then you have other guys that just didn't get it. And then you, we had this yeah. one guy and yeah. it was like, and you just had this groove going and you're like, yes, I could play this song all night. And then he moved and it was like, you know, and we got another guy and he was okay and he did this, but it wasn't quite the, you didn't have that like, oh yeah, this is a, a groove, I guess is a way yeah. of maybe describing it. You get in the groove and you're like, yeah. Cause I remember one night we were playing uh feeling all right by uh, Joe Cocker. And I just remember st- sitting on stage and all the, the band members are smiling. People are on the dance floor. And I was just like, yeah, can we like just do this for another 45 minutes? It was just yeah. so cool. So it's it's hard to get that, you know, um Astella, man, it's hard to get your groove back. Yeah. Nobody got that Mark, reference. Okay. No. It's sorry. an old movie. Sorry. I think Whitney Houston, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Marv, anything else you'd add? <laughs> <laughs> Any anything else you'd add to this? No, I just uh I just wanted yeah. to, you know, throw that in there because you mentioned that and I yeah. you know we're in a similar space yeah. and we've been at similar points. So I just wanted to add my my two cents in there. All right. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks you, sir. For jumping in. And Thanks your, for joining me on my show. And, I, keep yeah, for, to, I keep forgetting to ask people this. What's your website and what's your show? ITBusinessPodcast.com. And it is a show designed for IT professionals, anybody that provides network support for businesses. And we have on other business companies, IT professionals, and vendors in our space that provide us with the tools. And it's all about providing service better, smarter, and faster. There we go. Thank you, sir. We'll see yeah, you. I, I appreciate it. We had uh, a a Libsyn question come through, and I know Captivate just doubled the space of the note because Captivate has a different business model than almost anybody, and that is you can have as many shows as you want and as many episodes as you want, which is like, wait, holy cow! Because everybody else is like, you they limit how much you can upload. Captivate is like upload as much as you want, but your bill was based on how many downloads you got. And I haven't looked yet, but I heard everyone take a drink. James Cridlin said on pod news that uh, they've doubled the amount of downloads you can get. Cause I always said, Hey, captivate, you know, great service, great uh, feature set, but I hope you don't get popular. And apparently you can get popular now. So I'm like, Hmm, but uh, uh, Kenny had asked, does Libsyn do dynamic ad insertion? And he also said, I'm using Libsyn 4. Oh, come to the light, my friend. First of all, any billing in Libsyn 4 does not work anymore. So if you go to update your billing, you have to go to 5. 5, here's the thing also about Libsyn 4 and 5, is um, it's like your gym, your high school gym. Picture your high school gym, right? You got the front doors, but you've also got doors on the side. The gym is Libsyn. So you're using Libsyn 4, which is the door on the side. Come to Libsyn 5. And you've got snippets, you've got better stats, you've got just libs in five, and you can use both because there are there's like one or two features that are still in four that you can't do in five. So they're both, and you will get plenty of uh, you know notification when four is actually going away. But anyway, there is a feature, and there's some really cool stuff coming down probably by the end of the year at Libsyn. Uh, we're going to be adding some some new stuff. But I've heard Rob say this. On the feed, because I was like, 
is is that live? So this is a you have to contact Rob thing. We have Libsyn Pro. That's our enterprise solution. And that has dynamic content. It has multiple levels of multiple people. So if you have a team and things like that, it has network stats, all that fun stuff. That's Libsyn Pro. It's our enterprise solution. But he's also mentioned Libsyn Plus, which is kind of in between. It's not our you know $20 plan, but it's not the enterprise solution. And that does have dynamic content. Here's something that I've learned about dynamic content. Because if you listen to the School of Podcasting, that where am I segment, that's dynamic. And the question of the month is dynamic, as is my actual ad. And there are a couple of things, but I, I don't only use dynamic content for ads. I use it for segments because you can now listen to a show from three months ago. And instead of hearing me talk about the question of the month of July, you hear me talk about the question of the month in you know November. So that's what I'm using that for. But here's the thing, and this is a podcasting, we're going to get our nerd on, our podcasting 2.0 thing. Because the problem with chapters, I'm going to call it chapters 1.0, are in the MP3 file. So when you do dynamic content, your chapters get horked. As far as I know, I don't know of any media host that can remember your chapters because they're they're restitching your file. Enter podcasting 2.0 chapters, which are basically kind of cloud-based. And I do these, I should do them for this show, but I do it for the school of podcasting. And I'll say, hey, the you know question of the month starts at the 17 minute mark. Well, if I change an ad from a minute long, way earlier in the, the show, from a minute to a minute 12, all my dynamic chapters do not update. So if you're going to be doing dynamic content and I need to Cause like my last ad, I just, this is what made me realize that I went from doing a 60 second ad to a 90 second ad and it dawned on me. I was like, wait, nothing lines up anymore. So you need to have whatever dynamic content, figure out how much time you need and then don't change that. Cause at this point, the technology doesn't like update the timestamps and things like that. So it's a little yeah, for transcripts that would throw transcripts off too. If you had previously yeah. worked on a transcript and published it with timestamps yeah and then the dynamic it would throw those not that 30 seconds is the end of the world right right but it that's a boy that's an interesting problem yeah Dave, that i hadn't thought about yeah. now and i it, insert yeah. it in with dynamic ad insertion do you you know we can use services to do our transcripts to yeah. give us timestamps yeah. are those rerunning <laughs> right they're not today that no even on YouTube, they wouldn't be, but yeah. Um, Mike asks, is uh, Libsyn, we just celebrated 18 years, the IBM of hosting service. So we're the first ones. That's definitely for, for sure. And James Cridlin, another drink, have fun, was actually went back and looked at, he found, I need to go find it. There was a, I guess a TV ad that Libsyn had and it's very 2004. I have to, uh, to find it, um, but it sounded, the, the audio of it sounded horrendous. So I can't wait to, uh, to dig that hey, up. But- before we get off this, and since we're nerding out on it, yeah, you think when we think about dynamic ad insertion on the on the file, you think so. Like in, when you on YouTube, when an ad kicks in, it doesn't matter how long the ad is to the to the video because the it's not actually a part of the video, right? It's a separate thing. It won't right. throw off the timestamps. The SRTs will still work, but do you think with audio you could you could do that where so the so the the ads themselves because they're they're changing all the time so they're not being um transcribed the ads themselves are not being transcribed do you think 
with the, vi the with an audio file, there's a way to do that and have it not change. Because today, right, you insert the ad and it actually changes the MP3 file, right? Right. I think we're close to it because Captivate has a, a really, uh, I've, I've told people this before, when I see Mark from Captivate, I go as a podcaster, God, do I love your feature set. And as a competitor, you're getting on my nerves, buddy. But he has it where you can swap out the ad. So let's say I have an ad for, you know, Home Gadget Geeks. Check it out. Go to TheAverageGuy.tv. And then I swap that out for Podcast Rodeo Show. Check it out, PodcastRodeoShow.com. It will actually, you can say, here's my ad, and here's what to put in the show notes, which is oh. cool. It'll update your description. Oh, it doesn't put yeah. a timestamp, yeah. but I was like, ooh, if it could somehow, you know, make part of the dynamic content be make a chapter marker or something. So it's it's weird because then you get into the current version of chapters for for many things like in Hindenburg is in the MP3 file. Right. The the new spec in the new RSS feeds that they're working on is I use a thing called Hyper Catcher Studio. It's kind of interesting, and I have to go in and put the timestamps and all that, but it's, it's weird. Cause you have the audio and then the chapters are almost on a separate timeline. Yeah. And so I could yeah. go back and update it. So it's, it's just one of those stories like, yeah, that's a problem and it's geeky and techie. So I need to, to throw this idea at Dave Jones over at podcasting 2.0 and go, this is an issue. You know, if, if, is there a way that when something yeah. dynamically is added or maybe it's a Libsyn issue, maybe it's a media hosting thing, but it's, the the whole you know podcasting 2.0 new new fields and stuff in uh the RSS feed they're all a little you know it's a little ahead of its time um i to me i finally came up with an analogy of this it's like your insert sports team here so if you're across the pond it's it's soccer or football and here it's maybe it's basketball whatever your you have all these different features in your RSS feed that we're now building. Like there's one called the uh, live action tag, I think it is, or live something. But it, if there are certain apps, one is called uh, Podverse, that if somebody goes live, your app will notify you that, hey, the No Agenda show is live. And you click on it, and it takes you right to the stream. I was like, that's pretty slick. So that particular team, that coach has said, hey, that's a cool feature I'm putting you into the game. You're in the app. So they're making all these features and it's going to be a matter of the different media hosts choosing. Okay. I want that player better known as that feature in my game manner known as your, your app. Cause there's a ton of stuff coming. It's just a matter of, uh, cause I, I talked to uh, the guys at Libsyn a little bit about this and they said, we're watching all that. And it's just a matter of, they have to figure out what team, what members they're going to bring into the interface because if you brought them all over, I think it would be a horrendous mess. It'd be, it would make your podcast interface, just making an episode, you'd have 27 things to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hadn't thought of dynamic ad insertion in this context of it really, from a timing perspective, messing up. If it's not a separate thing where the timer stops, like, you know, in YouTube, when an ad is inserted, it doesn't affect the video file at all. It's actually inserted on top of it. Right. So I, I guess I need to know a little bit more about how ads. I've followed it, but not from a technology standpoint. So yeah. maybe it's so, worth looking into. But um, so, yeah, I know Libsyn does, Captivate does. I know 
Podbean has some sort of dynamic tool. I've never played with Podbean is one that I'm not as up on as I used to. And they're kind of uh, another one is Spreaker. I haven't heard anything new from the Spreaker camp in a, a while. Um, but that's uh, so I don't play as much in Podbean. Um, Buzzsprout has the intro and outro, which is actually really cool. Um, I've used that. What I do with that, if you listen, if you go to um, podcastingresources.net, you'll hear me say, today's show is brought to you by the School of Podcasting. And then my outro is not just my outro. And I start off, when you hear me say, hey, if you know somebody who might need this tool as well, could you do me a favor and share this with them on your phone? And so that's my outro. So no matter what tool I've talked about, I'm asking my audience to share it. And then I actually do my little school of podcasting bit because I know there's one at the beginning and we roll the music and out it goes. So the whole dynamic thing is, is going to be interesting. I know um, Spooler, I haven't played with it, but that's what some of the big boys are playing with over at uh, Sounds Profitable. So it's going to be fun just to see as podcasting continues to move. I know uh, yeah. Yeah. one of the things that we heard this week, um, you know, with the, uh, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, laying off boat loads of people and uh, a cast. It's always weird when you hear somebody say, yes, they made two hundred and sixty nine million dollars in insert time frame. And uh, that's still a X amount of million dollars loss. And you're like, wait, how yeah. can you, you know, I guess the old spending more than you make. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how things pan out here as, uh, you know, it's um are you getting the sense that the days of, you know, $200 million contracts are, I think they're behind us now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, it, it, it all, it all pend, all pending what 2023 looks like from an account, you know, from yeah. the economy and, and where we're at with that. Although that doesn't seem, I mean, there may be some good deals that pop up in 2023, uh, depending on how things go. So I, listen, I try not to predict those things. And sometimes I wonder if we're trying to talk ourselves into a recession. We keep saying <laughs> this pending recession. Yeah. I don't listen. I don't see anybody. Uh, I, there's been some slow up in spending, but it still seems like I was out I was out last night and there were plenty of people out, uh, you know, doing their thing. It's not like that's slowing down. I am. Um, we're at Gallup. We're testing at inserting our own ads in our, in our own podcasts. Mm -hmm. So how, what, what is a, you know, what's a success or what's a, uh, engagement rate if we take, so we took 10 episodes, past episodes, including two of two or three of them were new ones that we just put in and we put an ad up front to see like what's the click rate on those if we do our own ads just to do some testing over the next two months yeah. november december are good months to give this a try so rather than just saying oh yeah 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 because you know ads work well let's test them let's let's see what you know let's see if we get any engagement on them it great way to do it on our own stuff because we can track all those links and see if people are clicking on them from the from the show notes that's it. I uh, switched up things in November because of Thanksgiving here in the in the states. I my ad was like, "Hey, if you're one of those people that have never supported the school of podcasting, you never joined, and you're always coming up to me at events, going, hey, I just want to say thanks for everything you've done for the podcasting space.' There's a way to say thank you, 
and go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash thanks, which takes them to the buy me a coffee page. And, um, of course the first week I found out that I had sent them the wrong link. So that's my oh. something you might want to, uh, to check, Ouch. but I actually did have a few people, um, do that. So, but you're doing, I mean, to me, Gallup's doing the best thing. Cause you know, according to the book, profit from your podcast, that's uh, where I read it. That's where I read it. Uh, you know, the best, <laughs> the best way to make money with your podcast is to be your own sponsor. Yeah. Cause, um, I had somebody last night, they're like, Hey, do you take sponsors on the school of podcasting? And I'm like, definitely not now. Now yeah. through January, it's all Dave all the time because this is my, this is where people really start ramping up a podcast. And I was like, it would be way expensive. And it was some sort of advertising directory that ties podcasters to. And I was like, no, not that that's a bad thing, but I was like, that's just not, no, right now is, is my go time. And it already is. I, I, I think people maybe again, cause you know, Jim, there is a, a, a pending, um, what is it? Uh, recession. recession. So people are starting the <laughs> podcast already. Um, and I don't know if that's because I was at an event uh, the whole time. I'm thinking nobody here cares. I had one person, I'm not making this up. They were talking about, you know, marketing and this and that. I said, Hey, have you ever, you know, considered doing a podcast to better connect with your patients? And they're like, my boss has told me hands down, we will never do a podcast. And I go, really? And she goes, she absolutely hates them. They're all awful. And I said, Yes, they are. Many of them are very, very bad. I go, but just think about how you will stand out because yours will be great. And she went, I'm here to tell you, she goes like almost like her, her boss almost has like a physical, like I'm going to vomit if I hear a podcast. She's like, yeah. so we're not going to be doing that. So thank you to all the three guys, one brain shows for turning <laughs> that one person off yeah. of, uh, of that. So we shall, shall see. But, uh, the other question I want to ask, I want to throw out is obviously Gallup, you guys probably have some sort of, you know, email list and things like that. Do you know if you do anything with an email list with your podcast? Uh, oh, give me an example. Um, like just like Elsie does this. Elsie, and I always thought it was interesting, but I would love to see her stats. They will come out on a Monday and Elsie will send out an email on Wednesday talking about the show that came out on Monday. And I would love oh. to see... If, yeah. cause obviously on mon that Monday, you're going to big spike cause all the yeah. apps are going to download. I would love to see what kind of, you know, if you're sending people here, they could go click on it, listen to it. So it might be somebody that, yeah. They, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm actually working on an episode that I'm, I want to talk to people that are using, you know, a newsletter to, to help grow their podcast. So if that's you, if you're listening to this definitely go out to uh, ask the podcast coach.com slash contact. But do you know if Gallup is doing anything like that? Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we do a monthly newsletter for the Clifton strengths community and then a monthly newsletter for our coaching community. And whenever we post links for the live webcasts, um, you know, I, we get, you know, anywhere from 30 to 150 live for our webcast. Yeah. Whenever we put them in the newsletter, I always see a gigantic bump in registrations. So that's an easy, you know, we'll, we'll see 60 to 150 register. The, the, the nuance to, to this live thing is that I can get a thousand people to, to, to um, sign up for a live webcast and 200 will come. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and they're signing up because they want the link to the, the, the recorded version that only maybe a third of them are actually going to go listen to. Everybody has FOMO. <laughs> they don't want to miss it, but then when they have access to it, they don't want actually watch it or listen to it. Right. Guilty we sign as, up for, yeah. Guilty as charged. 
we sign up for way too many things, right? That, that there's just not enough, uh, our bodies writing checks or no, our, our, yeah. our brain is writing checks that our bodies like, can't cash. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we do see that, you know what? I've never tracked it though. And maybe I should, maybe I'll do that this week. I've never tracked the newsletter to spike and listens. And we certainly put, uh, we put links to our, to our shows in those newsletters for folks to come back to. So it's always the same time. It's every first Thursday of the month. So it'd be an easy one to track over the last six months. That's, that's a good idea, Dave, go back and see if I can see a spike. Well, I, I started about a month ago, eh, maybe two months ago, putting out a, trying to put out a weekly newsletter and the first paragraph will like this, this next one coming up will probably be me escaping Miami right as a hurricane was coming in. And you know, yeah. how, how, how certain situations make you appreciate what you have because, you know, I'm not in a hurricane, I'm not flooded right now, but it was it was getting kind of spooky. And just that little paragraph has nothing to do with podcasting. And I've had more people say, I really appreciate the kind of behind the scenes and like what Dave is thinking. And it's, it's just, it's weird because I'm like, well, here's what I did. I, you know, I went to a movie and this was this and that and that and blah. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, really? And then it's just, here's my latest episodes, the school of podcasting. We talked about this link as yeah. the podcast coach. And that's it. It's like a paragraph and then a bunch of links. And just by doing that, I've had people sign up at the school of podcasting. Cause I, I, like you said, you know, you track where your, your stuff comes from. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how people are doing this, what they're putting in their newsletter. And the other thing, I'm so happy I found this. I think I've been on every email list provider. Um, I liked AWeber. I left them because somebody told uh, told me ConvertKit was cool. And I was kind of like, it is, but it's it really is one of those things where I don't think there was a one size fits all. It depends on how much marketing you want to do. But anyway, I found MailerLite, loved it, except it was slow. Like it would just, I'd have to wait for the screen to refresh kind of thing. Well, I got an email, hey, MailerLite 2.0 was out. And one of the key features is, you guessed it, speed improvement. So I've been using it. And if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash newsletter, you will see where you can sign up for the newsletter and then choose what topics you want to get. And I can write one podcast or I can write one pie. I can write one newsletter. So let's say I write a thing about uh, the blue Sonia microphone, right? Well, if I can go in and say, only show this little paragraph to people who said they want podcast gear. So it's going to dynamically, here we go back to dynamic content. It's going to dynamically generate a newsletter with only things that you said you wanted instead of me sending out multiple newsletters. And I was like, huh? And it's where I was paying, I think 50 bucks a month for convert kit. And again, there's nothing wrong with convert kit. Um, it, there's just a lot of stuff that I don't use. And I found this is 17 bucks a month. So I'm saving like, you know, basically $30 a month using that. So, uh, I was like, Hmm. So that's when I was like, I need to look into this whole, um, Deidre, I think is how you pronounce her name. She is, uh, this really awesome person. She's got this like bubbly Australian thing going on. Cause she's, mm-hmm. you know, Australian, but she runs mm-hmm. cap show, I think is the name of her, her, it's a, it's a AI, uh, marketing tool that somehow comes up with a, I, I want to use this. I want to test it. It, it creates, social stuff for you. It creates a headline. It creates a description. You just upload your audio and it somehow spits out everything you need. And I was like, Hmm, but, um, she had an episode about how people should be using newsletters for their podcast. And I was like, I need to look into this a bit. So, um, 
because email is one of those things where you're you're one click away if people open yeah yeah i'm i'm really lucky at gallup because we have this media engine behind me (laughs) and so i make the content and then i have a we also create a lot of content so as an example we send out in these in this monthly newsletter um I repurpose a lot of that content for my LinkedIn newsletters. So after we publish the newsletter, it goes out over the next three or four weeks. I take things out of that newsletter, repurpose. So I don't have to rewrite it. I don't have to start it from scratch. And then put that to, to I create a LinkedIn article out of it for the, the community, the greater community. And that makes that easy. Um, you know, some of the reason Jasper and some of those other services have been so popular is because it, not, we're not all great writers and we don't all have great ideas on like, you know, like, oh my God, I got to write another newsletter. What do I write <laughs> about this this week or this month or whatever? Um, I, I think one needs to be a little bit careful on some of that AI work just because it's, it maybe it's too easy to click it and then just put stuff out there, right? But that being said, um, uh, for, for some, you know, if you had an independent podcaster, you're, you're dependent on all those things. That's a lot of writing. And if you're not a good writer, or you don't like writing, it can be difficult. So Dave, with some of that, if it's, if that would be great to drop your show in, you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. Otter's got that feature now where it'll, it'll give you a show rundown. Oh, Right by with, with timestamps. It's actually really good. Oh. Like it's amazingly good. Last week we had a uh, we both had a hard out, and what I yeah. love is I basically you know went in, grabbed the file from the roadcaster, uh, and basically kind of beat it up a little bit, uh, and then I, I immediately sent it to Otter. And by the time I'd made my artwork and come up with a title, uh, try to figure out what the title was going to be, Otter was done, and it said, "Here are the things you talked about." And if you click on them, it takes you in the transcript, which then gives you an approximate timestamp. And I was like, this is the best feature ever. Cause that's really usually all the show notes are for this. Cause we don't know what the topic is. We kind of, right. you know, look, we base it on the chat room and whatever else goes on. And so it's not like I can look at my notes that I had before. I mean, I have a screen here of potential questions, but I was like, Oh, that made it literally cut down the production of this show a ton which yeah. is a bummer because I know in a year my contract is going to be up and I may or may not be grandfathered in to have, uh, cause right now they limit how much, not they so much. Too. They, they otter. Otter. otter yeah. About? Yeah. They change the thing to where it's like, they give you a ton of hours, but it's, I guess it's, if you live talk and they, they do that, the, the, the deal where you upload a file is greatly reduced. And that's what I do. I'm, I'm I'm a podcaster. I don't do stuff live, so it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I think they've discovered. I mean, all this stuff takes processing power, right? And they discovered it's us podcasters. I mean, this service Otter was really uh, really born out of an idea of recording your meetings, and so it was you know recording meetings and conversations and those kinds of things. We're pumping in tons. Listen, uh, Microsoft has changed its tune on that translator app. Yeah. So I used to feed into that thing and, and now they're going to stop, they're going to stop supporting or whatever uh, uh, the, the web app version. And you have to use it on your phone, either Android or I or iOS. And that's a very different workflow for me than it was just being able to feed the audio into the translator. Again, it wasn't originally designed 
to to be it was designed right. for, uh, to be on a phone for you and I to talk to each other and it would translate well the other day I ran that I thought okay I'll just let my phone do this thing um and I was just talking about this on my show so if you want to get more information on this we spent some time on gadget geeks talking about it but that phone got super hot when I when <laughs> it was just listening for like an hour and then it, it got worse and worse as it went along, which made me think they haven't really written the app for that, like that, that use case. You're like, oh, this is amazing until it's not. And it's, it's not amazing when it's trying to translate a whole hour worth of content or whatever. It's anticipating these quick conversations back and forth. So there may be some things in there, right, where these, some of these services didn't anticipate that workflow and are, are doing things a little bit different. I'd, listen, I think Otter is ripe for translations. They already got the English or whatever. Partner with somebody and start transcribing those in different languages as well or you know, whatever. I think there's a, there's a great opportunity for them in that. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that some of, I think some of the best ideas come from people. You, they take a product that was intended for blank and they go, I wonder if I could do this with that. And then they do. And it's like, then the, like in this case, the company's like, yeah, yeah. you're using it wrong. You're like, no, I didn't anticipate this. <laughs> this is, I can't imagine the bill. Bill's not the right word, but it is kind of, yeah. you know, that translator micro. So um, what I'm talking about is translator.microsoft.com. Um, uh, feeding that in the processing power that was going on behind the scenes, which is maybe why they want to offload it to the app because from the from the temperature of my phone at the end of that, my phone was doing the processing, not their servers behind the scenes. Uh. Right. So they've offloaded the compute uh, to the phones uh, to to do. It's hearing it, and then the compute is doing it on my phone. Man, it was Dave. I mean, I haven't had a hot phone in a long time. Uh, my old mm -hmm. Android phones used to get hot. I haven't had a hot iPhone in a long time. That thing was warm. And I'm like, oh, this make, is different. Did you make some s'mores you know? or something like that? I should, <laughs> I should. I picked it up like, oh, <laughs> this thing's kind of toasty, right, on it. And so there there may be some, I mean, as we think about this, transcriptions, translations, some of those kinds of things, um, which is the future, right, for us to be able to talk and somebody in Poland to be able to listen to us in real time in Polish with automatic dubbing. I mean, I think that's where it's headed. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to be headed there. Um, but it's expensive. Yeah. Stuff's expensive too. Coach Dave says sometimes it's better to just record the discussion than upload it afterwards. That's what Otter, once my contract, cause I bought a year, they, the, the new uh, structure of their plan, they reduce how much files you can upload. And I was like, that's what I need. So yeah. that's why I bought a year. I was like, well, and then when this new feature came on with a, Hey, here's what you talked about. I was like, Oh crap. It's, it's like a, a crack dealer. You know, it's like the first one's yeah. free then they get you hooked. And now it's like in a year, I'm going to be going like, eh, I need that feature. So. Well, I just logged into my plan on Otter to see what you're talking about. There's a notice. We made changes to the Otter pro plan effective September 27th of 2022 this year. Yeah. And then I have pro legacy which says your current Otter plan subscription monthly pricing features and usage limits will stay in place until July 15th, 2024. So I think okay. that's the date you're looking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I'll change to the new Otter pro plan. And I have like 5,000 minutes as part, like I think like, so 
I think I'm okay. Even yeah. though I use this for work. I use my own plan for work because it's so helpful and handy. Well, and I'm, I'm on the hundred dollar a year plan. Well, the, the thing that kind of stinks is sometimes you find stuff and you get hooked to it. And then we, we've talked about AppSumo on here. There was this really cool feature called, it was a service called Brandy. Cause I always want to sing that song from the seventies every time <laughs> yeah, I hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just yeah. straight up, like I gave them $49 for a lifetime access. And what it was, I could upload my logos. I could upload bios. I could upload all this stuff. It was like a, a branding asset manager. So when somebody says, Hey Dave, thanks for coming on the show. Um, can you send me a headshot? I could just go, Hey, go to school at podcasting.com slash press kit. And everything you need is there. Links to my socials. Everything was there. So it made it super easy to set up exactly what people were looking for. And they went out, they just, they just disappeared. Like, I think the guy's name was Andy. And I'm like, did Andy get like shot or something? Like he just vanished. The website is still there, but if you click on anything to like sign up or whatever, it's like sad trombone music. You know, you're like, oh, I'll just sign up here. (sighs) No, you're not. And so I found me and David Hooper were both really big on this tool. And uh, we're looking at all these alternatives. And I actually found out, I I kind of dabble in Airtable. They have a free thing with with restrictions, and if you go, I think it's actually live right now. Schoolofpodcasting dot com slash press kit. You can actually make close to what Brandy did, and I you'll see where I have logos and bios and links and things like that. But that that is the bad news is when you get used to using a software. So if Otter changes something in twenty twenty four. I'll be sad, but I do have, you know, a year and a half to, uh, to yeah. find a new one. But, yeah. um, yeah, well, the, the transcription, you know, the translator for Microsoft, they changed that on me. Yeah. You know, and now, okay. I was using it for $0. So like, let's be really, really So you're clear. not going to not pay them anymore. <laughs> exactly. I, I did reach out internally to our, our rep, our Microsoft rep, you know, and I said, Hey, I've been doing this. And they're like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. That's super helpful. One of the problems with Microsoft is a huge disconnect there at times between what they're doing publicly and what they're doing for businesses. So uh, it's, still, it's, a, it's an amazing service. I just got to figure out how to, how to get it. Cause I can't, it's not sustainable to do it off my phone the way I want. I, I even bought the right adapters to try and feed it directly in. <laughs> the translator app does not take advantage of the phone's my, built-in microphone. So I can't feed in, I can't do an audio feed right into the phone like I would a microphone type deal. It only comes off the microphone, the physical microphone on the phone. So you're like, uh, I said phone a lot there. Sorry about that. That's all right. But yeah. no, I, I've done that where you're like, oh, this will work. And then you plug in the cable and you're like, wait. And then you nope. you tap whatever nope. you're on. Like, no, it's still using the phone in the, in the, phone, uh, yeah. the mic of the phone. So Listen, I feel like Microsoft's on to me. They're like, hey, there's this guy, you know, he's just been abusing it. Let's figure out a way to shut him down. That's what I feel like going on. Yeah. I uh, I noticed we have uh, quite a number of people on Wisdom listening to us right now. So if you uh, if you have a question and you want to join on in, just uh, click the little plus sign there under my face and uh, we'll bring you up on stage. The, um, the other thing that we, an, another great question that we answer every time this year. Uh, and I think I know your answer, obviously. Uh, but uh, are, are we going to be, are you going to be taking any breaks for the holidays? Everybody always asks that. What do you do about the holidays? Do I take a break? Do I do it? I'm like, 
and I again going back to the burnout factor. Yeah. If if you're really at a point where you're like I can't do a show, like yeah, don't kill yourself for your podcast. No, man. no, don't do that. Well, I'm 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 actually eight weeks behind on producing a gallop. So like I I just I you know I have other resources, and so I'm yeah. waiting on them to get some things done. So I've kind of just stopped scheduling for January and February at this point. Like, yeah. So the break will probably happen naturally. We don't do much recording around Christmas or New Year's anyway. And then uh, Home Gadget Geeks, well, we talked about that. So I've got to figure out what I'm – right now I have a couple guests lined up and then nothing. So I'll just have to kind of decide what I want to do with that. But I think it's I think it's smart to take a break. Well, if, it, you, if, if you, you need, need one. one, yeah. And that's yeah. – uh, yeah. When Evo was doing his podcast, he would just say, hey, it was like right after Thanksgiving, he'd be like, it's time for my long winter's nap. I will be back in January, blah, blah, blah. And he would just take it off. And you knew yeah. he was coming back. Um, he's, of course, Evo now has, has pivoted. And I, I listened to his episode. Somebody asked us about this a, a couple of weeks ago, about what do we feel about Evo Terra, who did podcast pontifications. It's a guy, that is an OG. Like he started in 2004. And he just kind of said, podcasting is too big for me to keep up with all of it. So I'm going to niche down on fiction podcasts. And I get that, but there's a part of me that still goes, yeah, but you got 18 years of experience. I still, I don't know. I was like, that's what he needs. That's what he needs. Exactly. Going back to, and he needs to do that. Going back to what we were talking about. I think he was just at a point of like, ugh, you know, when, when that is the first words out of your mouth, when you get on the microphone is, that's like eh, it's time to pivot you know yeah sometimes you just need a you need a break right you need to do something different yeah you know and and that's their decision and yeah it makes us sad but but um that's that's what it is yeah just gotta do it well and that goes to when you always i think people keep going on shows maybe a little longer than they they should have because yeah, they really yeah. just hate it. I know there. I've had a couple shows where I just keep doing it and doing it, and I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy it. I don't. I'm not in. And that's the whole thing. Genuine interest is hard to fake. Like if you're not interested, I think it comes in. And so, um, it's it's uh, one of those things. I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, yep. Time well, to make the donuts. Okay. Yeah, you, and, you, you, you think, and let, and let me. I'll, I'll fill in for you. The, you, you kind of know, like you, you feel it towards the end of the show if you're mailing it in. Yeah, <laughs> you feel it in the host towards the end. Like they'll start strong, and then oh. you're like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. Go ahead. What, well, what, and what, and your audience, your audience likes you, so right. Right. they don't want you. You know, um, boy, we could go into a whole sex thing right here, but I'm not. But if 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 you don't want people to do things they don't want. So if, if you've kind of lost that love and feeling when it comes to your podcast, your audience doesn't want you to like do it. They love your podcast, but if, if it's detrimental to your mental health, well, in the end they want you to survive. Even if it means, you know, it's uh you know, you don't want to kill the baby to mom. I don't know where I'm going with that one either, but yeah, yeah. If, if you, if you save the mom, she can have another baby. You know, yeah. so you want to keep I, the host going, not so much the podcast. I listen to a, a, a podcast where they skip from time to time. They'll skip a week or two, right? And they they always come back with, we're so busy. And like, listen, everybody's busy. You don't have to tell me. 
Like I, I, I'm not that interested in how busy you are. Just, just get going, you know, just get started on the podcast and bring the content. I'm okay. Cause I'm still listening. Obviously you skipped two weeks and I didn't stop. Just, just keep going. So I think sometimes that busyness becomes this badge of courage oh, that know. we, we try to work. Look how busy I am. I'm sacrificing my time for you. Cause I'm busy, you know? And you're like, yeah, I don't know if anybody really cares just to be honest with you. Like, um, uh, don't, don't, don't you, well, yeah, don't use that. Don't like, we're all busy. We're all busy. Absolutely. We're all busy. Yeah. We're all busy. Don't, don't come back and apologize for it. We get it. We're just glad you're back and, uh, and keep going. Yeah. Um, Stephen asked a great question. What are we doing? Well, December is, uh, Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that will. I, I have, I have no issues. Well, hold on. You said Christmas Eve, December twenty fourth is on a yeah, Christmas Eve morning would be fine if yeah. we want to, if we want to do it. And then New Year's Eve morning is fine. Yeah, I'm I'm game if you are. Yeah, I'd leave it up to you. What do you want to do? I think we'll yeah. Let's we'll we'll, we'll revisit this. We'll table this discussion okay. for now, that, but because uh, yeah, yeah. we don't know what's happening. But right now I'm with you. I'm like, no, I, I don't think that'll be a problem. Um. Coach Dave says, I think Jen Briney over at Congressional Dish is going, every time I think she's going to implode, but she keeps it rolling. She works hard on her show. Yeah, she really does. There are times that, look, I love, Jen's a, I've known Jen forever. And there are times when she's so distraught, because I, I send her a check every month for her podcast. And there are times when I'm like, if I quit supporting her, she will quit. And if she quits, then she'll be happy. So you have to kind of watch how you word your like, because there are times when she does a political show. So anytime she says something that offends the left or right aisle, take your pick, she loses people. And it's hard when you work so hard to get your audience. And then she'll say, and what I love about Jen, she gives you a PDF of the bill that she just read with highlights. So she's just reporting on what it is. She tries to keep her opinion out of it. Uh, but. You know, so when she says, here's what they did in your name with your money in your government and people get mad at her, I'm like, that doesn't seem fair. And I think that's probably why it's so stressful. But uh, she is quite uh, the trooper. And it's interesting now. It's an interesting strategy because her show is completely listener funded. And she started another show with a co-host who also does a show similar to hers. And it's called We're Not Wrong. And. She's kind of saying, look, in less than a year, this show is already outpacing. She's kind of like, have you ever been to a concert and whatever, it's, you know, Bon Jovi. And he's like, let's hear what the left side does. And they go, ah, and they go, all right, everybody on the right side. And they go, ah, and he's like, all right, left side, you're losing. She's kind of pitting the audience against. She's like, hey, congressional dish. Like, these guys are really supporting the show. Like, you either yeah. got to step up. Yeah. So it's it's a. Uh, it's a mild, like, you know, um, if you want the show to keep going, because it is a value for value. She's like, where would you spend your time? Tanner Campbell uh, just walked out of on podcasting. Why? Because he started a show on stoicism and it's getting insane numbers of downloads and he's making money with that show. Oh, so yeah. I could be over here in podcasting where people are going mm, $5 for a Lipson account. Mm. Or I could go over here where I have thousands of people listening to me. And so uh, that's an, you know, you kind of go where 
we again going back to where your passion is and if your passion is making money and one of your shows is and the other one is not that's kind of an easy decision in a way yeah show me the money right go go to what's we go to what's working unless you enjoy doing the other one yeah for fun yeah for fun and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll show up and continue to do that. Now you got to, sometimes you got to make those decisions. Yeah. Randy says, I'm going to crowdfund a, a quitting campaign. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> if you want me to quit, uh, just give me, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm raising this amount of money. And yeah. Then I'll stop. Um, Coach Dave says, yeah, her show notes is what really does it for him. She, amazing show there. She actually cites sources carefully. She's changed my approach to research and cite more. She's also changed the way I vote. Um, by listening to that show. And the other thing that's really cool about Jen is in the event, because she plays clips, she really is like, here's where I got this opinion from if she does share an opinion. Uh, But I've heard her say in this show, I cited this, so-and-so said this, it turns out, and usually it's not that she got it wrong, it's that what the person said was wrong. And so she's updating. But I've heard her say this, I didn't realize... I was missing a piece of the puzzle. So anytime I hear somebody say, yeah, I got that wrong and I'm sorry. And here's the new thing. That's a huge respect from my chair. I always love when people mm-hmm. say, yeah, you know what? I'm not perfect. You know, well, there, there must be something there for her. That's a, I mean, there must be a great reward for her internally or externally or whatever to continue to do that kind of work. Cause that's just not like, no, you know, it's not normal for people. Okay, that's the wrong way of saying it. Sorry, let me back up with that. But no, that's like most people don't gravitate to doing that much work for free. Yeah, I think right? she, I think her degrees in journalism. So I think this kind of scratches her journalism itch. Yeah, and, yeah, there must be great reward in it. Right? Well, and she's been on CNN now twice. I mean, how cool right, is that? Right. So that doesn't yeah. suck when you're getting. Uh, yeah, but I, I would love to know. I'll have to ask her. Like after she appears on CNN, cause she go into her listeners and her, her stats and see if, you know, it gives you any kind of bump. Cause I know, um, I talked to John Lee Dumas once and he was mentioned in time magazine and I asked him about it. He said, I got more bump from being on Pat Flynn show than being oh, in an article yeah. on time magazine. And I was like, eh. audience, right. Yeah. The audience, yeah. and the, the, the way it's, the way it's done and put together and yeah. Yeah. You never know. So, well, um, I, I was going to say, Jim, what's coming up on the average guy. TV? I pimped it so hard. This show, <laughs> Dave, Dave Hamilton from Mackie Gab uh, is on. We spent some time really just kind of covering Apple and where it's at today and talked about the Mac mini and the phone and the watch. And so if you're, if you're interested in that kind of Dave's a, Dave was a great guest. And if you're in that Apple infrastructure at all, you probably want to listen to Mackie Gab. So check it out. I'll publish it a little bit later today, homegadgetgeeks.com. Yeah, I was originally going to do an episode on email because I sat in a pretty interesting session at uh, the event I was at. And I've now pushed that back. If you are using, we mentioned it today, if you're using email with your podcast and you have some insights, definitely reach out, askthepodcastcoach.com slash contact. I'd like to interview you because I want to do a narrative style podcast because there are a lot of questions I want to answer like, should I do an email list or should I just post on Medium or a Substack and things like that? So that's one I want to like not rush and let it simmer a bit. Uh, so I think what we'll be doing on this week at uh, the School of Podcasting is you've already heard it. I'm going to do a mic review of the Blue Sonia 
and I want to play with uh, CAPTCHA, CAPTCHA, whatever that thing is that does the AI transcription. I think I'm going to play with that this afternoon and then report it on the episode. But uh, we want to say thanks to Dan over uh, at uh, Based on a True Story Podcast.com and marketpodcastbranding.co. We are here every Saturday morning. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And of course, if you're listening to this on the website, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash follow and you can never miss an episode. There's two calls to action. Let's add another one. And of course, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. That's enough for the calls to action. Thanks so much to the chat room. We'll see you again next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.